Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Greetings, man, and welcome back to Mental Snacks with your boy Claiborne Jackson. And uh, being that again, it's uh, June, so we're celebrating fathers and men's health this month. So I'm kind of doing a tribute and a salute to all my brothers that have played big parts in my life, uh, development, growth, comedy, all of it, just a whole part of my life. So I'm sitting here now with my brother George, who, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say my brother George. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my brother I wish Arvis. my brother George was here. <laughs> <laughs> These two cats right here, I'm going to tell you, man, you talk about... Brothers that you didn't have by blood, but you glad that you have by just uh, being in the circle of. And then the, you got the brother who gets on your last nerve sometime, but you love him to death. Uh, either one of y'all can own that, but we all know who I'm talking about. Uh, you see, <laughs> but I'm glad to have y'all here. You see, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> so since we're doing the whole Father's Day movement, oh Lord have mercy, I can only imagine what's happening right here. Before we jump onto the, uh, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a wild one, y'all. But uh, <laughs> Lord help us. All right, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Being that it's Father's Day, but I'm going to start off by saying Happy Father's Day to both of y'all in advance. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Now, either one of y'all can take the question first, but what does Father's Day mean to you? Whoever wants to speak on the first, Arvis, George, whoever wants to go first. Father's Day to me means that you can go to the restaurant and get right in, and you don't have to wait at all. <laughs> <laughs> and she going to pick up the tab. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I think for me is that, you know, you have some kids that actually look up to you, and you're actually dad, or you're a father. It's um, I think having a having been being a father, it's it's important. I think we have an advantage, especially if our kids are that actually listen to us and take into what we actually trying to breathe into. Them. They have an advantage on the world. That part, I hear you. For me, Father's Day means I get to act a total ass. <laughs> A total whole ass. I don't hear that shit. It's Father's Day. I'm, I want presents and lots of them. I want food. I want sex. I want all that. Give, give me here and don't give me no lip. It's my day. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the whole part there, but you might want to put a comma or a pause or something in between some of your askings. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> mm. I just want to be left alone on Father's Day. Nothing. And I think it's funny because when you look at some mothers on Mother's Day and they're just like, somebody take the kids. I want a spa day. I want to go champagne and brunch and so forth. But then what I've noticed is when Father's Day comes, mothers are like, come get your kid. It's Father's Day. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, right. Like your son should be spending this time with you. It's Father's Day. But if you're like, you know what? I just want to go to the gym and hang out, you know. Well, well, why would not take your kid with you? But on Mother's yeah. Day, they want to go to the spa. They want the trip. Right. You know, it just it all means something different to everybody. You know what I mean? So now, like I was asking my mans before, before having children, what was your view on having kids or wanting kids? Personally, I didn't. Personally, I never wanted kids. I just knew how, I wanted to be selfish. Uh, I had a career a budding career in music so i just was like yeah 
I don't want to be absentee father. I wanted more kids, but I didn't know it was going to take so much work. Really? No. I messed around and I was married. I had two kids and then I had another kid from another lady, but I knew not to marry the second one because <laughs> the first one was terrible. <laughs> and, <laughs> and having to go to court behind some kids, man, hey, it changes your way of thinking. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really does, man, because I only have the one. And that's the reason why I only have the one. Because I spent the first, what, two, three years of his life in court. So by the time that was done, I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it again. Like, I can't. That's like, I just, I can't. I couldn't do it to myself. Man, let me, let me, let me chime in on that. Look how, uh, here's my contacts in my phone, right? My phone contacts. This is my first baby mama. <laughs> I can't with this guy. <laughs> Okay. Oh and, and, my wait, god, wait, wait, wait. I can't. And here's my second baby mama. Oh my god. <laughs> For those of you who cannot see, uh one is I believe Satan and another was Lucifer perhaps. Exacto mundo Fonji. So I just went with that. But since so I guess you could go from there and kind of figure like, okay. Is it because of them, or do you think it's because of how the courts treated men that made it easy for them to become that person that we just could not deal with? I don't know the answer to that, but I, you know, hey, I'm growing and they're growing. I'm going to leave it alone. I don't even want to go into it. I don't want to go into it. Do you think, especially you, George, since you got the nicknames really cracking hard, uh, do you think the reason the relationship that you have with them is because the courts allowed them to have so much power and so much say over what went on, or it was just their own personal character traits that that made them that way, to where y'all's relationship is funky? It's the the attitudes and, and, and not the courts. Sure. Okay. 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 I, I can understand that, brother. So then, on the more joyous moment, because before all the chaos, there was the notification that you was gonna have a child. So when you found out that you was gonna have your first child, how did you feel? I was cool uh, the first time. Shit, it was, you know, it is what it is. With my three kids, I'm always waking up out of something. So it's like they always tell me right after I'm asleep, I'm waking up from a nap or a deep sleep. They're like, hey, you, you're about to have a kid. And I'm like, man, again? <laughs> you know me. I'm, I go to sleep. So they always wake me up and tell me, you know, you're having a kid. I'm like, man. But, you know, hey, having my three kids has been the biggest blessing to me. But it's been a long road. But how did you feel though outside of being woke up? Like, how did you feel, dude? Was it like a feel of joy, excitement? Were you just like, oh hell? I was happy. I was happy to have you know my kids come. But like I said, now I'm dealing with the after effects. Health, <laughs> money is gone. Mm-hmm. Finances is gone. Now, see, in that same scenario, in the same kind of path, though. When did it fully sink in, though? Now, it's with your first kid, of course, but when did it, might have been later, but when did it fully sink in that you were really responsible for somebody else besides yourself? I admit, uh, from day one, for me, it's just, uh, you know, speaking on uh, what Arvis was saying, 
it, it's it's a trip watching them grow up and they need little things and it's just not really expensive to take care of a child. But as they get older, the the wants and needs get more and more expensive. So right. then you go, okay, they're gonna turn eighteen, they're gonna be grown. I'm not I'm not I'm not giving them shit, whatever. And they still don't stop coming to you. Right. It's just instead of asking for skating ring money, they ask, oh, dad, uh, uh, can I go to the mall? Yeah, here. Dad, my, now it's dad. My transmission went out. Right, right. And you got to do it because if that you don't, part. they're going to bug the shit out of you for rides. Exactly. You're looking up, man. As, as my child comes in right now from work. And uh, brings me some cookies right on time. <laughs> That's what I see. It's funny because we're talking about kids and how they act and how they grow the whole bit. And this is like part of the rewards of it. He's coming in from work and bringing me in my favorites from where he's working a three pack of cookies. So it's kind of like those little reverse things that you start to get back. It makes you mm-hmm. feel like, okay, you know what? They also get it. You know what I mean? So that's that's cool on that section, man. Lord have mercy. Somebody said I had ADD. You know what I'm saying? Huh. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, ain't that about something? Hey, I want to speak on something, though. With all these school shootings and stuff going on right now, it's been hard as hell for me to drop my daughter off at school and actually leave her. Then I got to go to work, and then I got to look at all this stuff going on on the news and then worry about my daughter being at school and praying see, to God that I pick her up. And I was going to ask, did you think that it's harder to raise a kid now than in the beginning as they get older. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And with that, with that alone, I'm so glad in a sense. And I, at this time, I almost feel bad, but I'm so glad that he's not in school anymore and locked in these facilities with all the madness. But just being out in the regular world, you got people shooting up everything. So I can only imagine, though, from a parental standpoint, you got to put them somewhere every single day for so many hours. You know what I mean? Where you Where you have to be mentally with that right now. It's tough, man. I mean, every day I'm rushing to the school to go pick up my daughter so she's not sitting outside or there's not a chance for her to get hurt. But I can't protect her everywhere she goes. The problem is they need to start whipping these kids' ass again. We all had mental shit going on and blah, blah, blah. And Mama come up to that school with a belt and whip that shit right about you. And and nobody got shot. The thing, a large part of it is, is parenting. Like we were talking earlier, a lot of parents want to be on their friend level if you're not on that friend level, it's on that social media level where you're not you're not being a parent. So you don't even know what your kid is up to, what they're thinking about. You're not in tune to their feelings because everything is digital. So the only thing that you're worried about is when they have their phone, they seem like they're okay. They seem like they're happy, but you don't know what they're really going through and dealing with to where with our parents do. You could walk in the house, grab something out the refrigerator and just grab it different than normal. And your parent would be like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, how well, do you they know? Were yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you only poured half of a soda. Usually you drink the whole thing. What's on your mind? You know, it was something that simple to where now these kids are building guns in their bedroom and their parents have no idea they even got the stuff sent to the house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think electronics and I think a lot of the things that are incorporated into our everyday lives now, we just kind of let our kids kind of just stray away. We don't have the control no more. We don't know what's going on. We used to watch TV with our kids. Man. Sometimes we do uh, too much for the kids, too. That Some part. Parents, yeah. That part. Because uh, uh, what was that? In Michigan, that, that school shooting where uh, they found out the parents had bought the kid a gun as a gift uh, like a couple weeks prior. 
Man. See, and that's the and that's the thing. I think for some of us as a parent, I think we made the mistake of trying to overcompensate for the life that we didn't have and give these cats too much of what we thought we didn't have. I think it's too much friendship among <clears throat> the parents and kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be my my kids' friends. I'm that not. part. Heck no. That part. And we came from that generation where that's what our parents always told us. The first thing they would tell us, as soon as we said something slick, right. I'm not one of your little friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to respect me. You're not going to talk that way. I'm not one of your little damn friends. Take that right. shit outside and talk to them. But when you walk in this house, I remember walking in the house one day, and I came in. I don't know what I said. I don't know what I did. But my mother broke down. Every nickname she had ever heard me get called outside of that house. And was like, all of that shit is out there. You know what I'm saying? She said, when you come in here, you are so-and-so, such-and-such. This is what you do, and this is how it works. She controlled the parameters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's where a lot of parents have lost it now. You know what I'm saying? Because now they want their kids to give them a nickname. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, no. You know what I'm saying? So, I can understand the stress that you have, brother. Stress. Real stress. And I got a kid that goes to school in Los Angeles that I can't see every day. And I don't know what goes on up there. I don't know. I don't know where to go. I don't. I don't know nothing that goes on outside of when I have her here. And do y'all have like you on the cell phone or nothing between the two? We got a cell phone, but <clears throat> still, I don't. I don't know nothing about the environment that my daughter lives in. Damn, brother, I got to be stressing itself. Now, health wise, though, brother, how are you dealing with it mentally? Though, have you tried to figure out ways to cope with it? Get more. You know what I'm saying? Communication between the school and yourself. Like, how are you, you know what I'm saying, helping yourself to maintain dealing with that? Biggest thing for me is just to take care of myself. Because I can't depend on trying to actually talk to her mother and get any kind of uh, cooperation. So I just have to take care of myself and just pray that, hey, it goes right. Leave it there. Man. It's tough. It it is, dude. It, It is. Being up at night. Early mornings, try to call my daughter on the way to school, but you know, sometimes they don't answer the phone. I think that's one of the things with kids now that I think is a trip because we grew up, dude. <clears throat> your parent could call your friend's house, and they would still pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And they would be like, "Okay, yeah, they're here." And it's like here. you, even if you got home, if you got home at three thirty, you knew your mom, your dad was gonna call every day at three forty-five. It didn't matter what you were doing at that time. You're going to pick that phone up if it rang. Better. These cats now with their cell phone that we pay for. Won't answer. No. We got to text. We got to call again. We got to text. We got to call again. We got to threaten to cut it off. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I was going to call you right back. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't see the urgency. It's like we're not the priority until something is needed on their end. They are. Uh, they're cut. We were cut from a different cloth. You know, mm-hmm. the morals and standards and, and expectations were <clears throat> different than um, – I mean, think about it. We 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 take the baskets and from the supermarket, take the wheels and make go karts and electric ones and all that stuff. The, these kids, they the the average nineteen year old right now can't start a lawnmower or, or, or things like that. You know, can't can't change an alternator. You know, it's different, man. And a lot of these women, baby, in my opinion, I think they baby these boys. They coddle them. They, they're raising boys to be men they wouldn't date. That's the whole you know, thing right and, there. And, and, I have uh, told them that before. That everything yeah. that you complained about us as grown men, 
I see them doing it with their son. Yeah. And I'm like, you're raising him the same way that you talked bad about us. Right. You know what I'm and, like, and, and they, they call a kid daddy and, and king. You know, that is that <laughs> titles that should be reserved for the man of the home. So, you know, these, these, so they grow up with that, that attitude and they become uncoachable in sports or they get caught up, you know, and, and wasted talents because they don't have the structure that a father can bring to that dynamic, mm-hmm. that uh, family dynamic. That's the truth, brother. That, that, that is the truth behind it, man. I'm not mad at you, brother. Let's take a look here, man. So we done dove kind of deep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Down the rabbit hole, baby. <laughs> but, you, but it's the truth, though. I think this is part of where some of the leadership in the community and in the neighborhoods have gone downhill because cats don't sit down and really talk about it and put it down in this sense. And then when we do try and get back out there and put it out there, it's like you said, now we're fighting with the mothers because they think that the way they we're trying to put something out there is wrong. Right. Because we're trying to give these cats the real structure. And then we're back into the whole thing of, well, they don't call us until they do something terribly wrong. Now they want our attention and help. But they didn't want us there to prevent the whole situation. You know what I mean? And for me, I think it started for me with the courts because you give somebody so much power and control. And I have to fight to try and get in just so I can sit there and tell this cat on a regular basis what he should and shouldn't be doing. But you automatically grant them the whole bit of power. And then from there, we fight an uphill battle. And that causes a huge rift between how this kid grows up. You know, uh, I, I got something on uh, since, since we're talking fathers and, and such. There's a generation that, that uh, they need to take ownership of their shit, too. And that are the, that's the group of uh, people our father's age and up. You know, they'd be like in their 70s and late 60s, 70s and 80s right now. But... uh. I heard a, a, a gentleman one time, this group of people, I was a youngster there, and he said, he pointed at me and said, my generation fucked everything up with gangs and guns and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I listened to him, I let him finish, and, and the whole nine, I said, you know what, man? So we didn't get to go into the military like you guys did. And, and we don't get those retirements and all that, but there's no reason for you to judge us because when you look in the mirror, how many of you guys uh, were in the military, married, and then going to VFW trying to fuck on our moms, you know, and <laughs> things like that? How many of y'all cats uh, recruited us and sat us down and told us, as a positive male role model, the benefits of going into the military? Now I know my man Chuck; he he served the country. If I had, if somebody would have sat me down just one time and told me. Oh, you get that VA uh, loan for nothing down, that house for nothing down. You get medical for life. You get this big-ass pension every month. You know, all the perks of being a veteran. If somebody would have told me that, that's what I would tell my younger self. Take your ass in the service. So mm-hmm. when I when I told this, this gentleman, I says, uh, yeah, you know, you guys took no action towards uh, preventing that. But you sit here and judge us. You have a... a you have a bloody hand as well. And he he uh he conceded. But more and more of that generation needs to stop being judgmental towards us and uh take ownership that they had a they you know the trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, do you wanna speak on that? You you good? Yeah, I'll jump in on it. You know, 
We all grew up around the same time, same neighborhood. You know, life choices at, at, at 18 for some of us was a little different. I think for me, um, my dad, my real dad, maybe I'm going to just correct myself, never served um, in the military. And I didn't have a, a close relationship with him growing up because my mom and him had basically separated, never got married, moved out to Cali. So my stepfather, he was a veteran. And uh, I, I kind of like, you know, picked his pocket a little bit. But I knew before high school was over, you know, what my intentions were. And uh, I planned on going in. I had no idea that I was going to serve for 24 years looking back at yeah. it. Long time. But, uh, you know, bring it full circle to where we at right now. And my my young, my oldest, excuse me, my youngest, oldest followed my footsteps and went in. And me and him talked, chopped it up many a times about the choices I made and what he wanted to do in his life. So I feel you, George, and what you're saying as far as, you know, having that conversation and as parents you kind of want to like give your you know give that guidance and that mentorship to your youngest and let them know hey there are choices you can make and at the end of the day once we give them the game plan they got to run that route they got to do it for themselves and it's a choice that they have to make but uh looking back at it i'm glad i took the path that i did and i'm glad that my son you know he's about to finish up his four years in the service because it do prepare you and set you up for what's to come later on down the road See, that's talk. the thing, man, that I was trying to teach <clears throat> young in here is to go off and deal with the military. Because when I turned 18, I missed the window because at that particular time, that's when I got stuck and I was fighting the case. I was looking at doing three years, so I couldn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? My whole thing was at the point just trying to fight for freedom of myself and figure out where the hell I was going to go after that. So when everybody was going, because that's when uh, even that's when Bone was talking about the little buddy system and all that going in. And I was like, I can't go anywhere because I'm stuck on this paperwork trying not to go do three years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's another thing. Uh, I grew up around gangbangers and, and dope dealers and pimps and prostitutes and all that stuff. And uh, when you have no male positive role models to uh, to give you that wisdom and guidance, I wasn't fortunate enough to have that. But who did I turn to? The very population I just named, that part. and and so you have a, a kind of a skewed view on life. I had people telling me, um, "Don't serve in that white man's military," blah 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 blah. And then you get older, a little older, and you go, you realize, nigga, you don't even take care of your own kids. Mm-hmm. Stop it. And I listened to you. I looked up at to that you. Time. Yeah. yeah, at that time. You get older and then a little wiser, and the big homie ain't so big no more. No. We the same size. You got to think we were talking about earlier about boys in the hood. And they had that scene in Boys in the Hood about don't go to the military. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I, that came from like the Vietnam era, too. That came from our parents' era. Yeah. They was like, hey, dudes was coming back from Vietnam, messed up. Mm-hmm. At a certain age, so they was like, "Hey, don't join that military." But that's not the same military that they're in now. No, no, and that's what I try to explain to my son. Now it's not the same because his thing was like everybody gets yelled at. You get this, you get that. I'm like, bruh, from five thirty to two, I'm getting yelled at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's that's the gig. Yeah, you gonna follow some rules. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, see, and that that speaks to, to my point earlier, where uh, if these older guys would have sat us down and told us then, you know, we would have had a, a different perspective. My my view of the military was just like you described. I thought it was Gomer Powell. And I said, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> and then, then it didn't help because the Army had, like, maybe the, the dumbest slogan 
in the history of uh, fucking slogans. Remember in the 80s, they, they had that commercial went, be all that you can be is the future or it's the future in the army. We do more before 5 a.m. than most people do all day or it's 9 a.m. We do more like, before yeah. 9 a.m. before than most people do all day. And I sat back and said, shit, you ain't working the shit out of me right now. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> No, but I, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't realize what officer school was, and none of that. Yeah, going around the world, and I just you didn't get that big picture sent to you, or presented in that way. No, you know, because now I'm telling you, when I was going to go to, and I was going to go to the army. That was the funny part. I was going to go to the army. Now at that time, my reason for wanting to go to the army, I didn't want to go to any, but I had to go down the list of where I thought that I might be able to survive and fit. The Navy, surrounded by water. I wanted nothing to do with water. The Air Force, I wanted nothing so to we do smell. with the night. Well, I, I, I came in for the air conditioning, brother. You know when they got in the sweatsuit and 100-degree temperature. Hey, hey, we ain't going to say that. Hey, we ain't going to say that. You talking about that water. Smell like you need we a little on you right now. Nothing, brother. We ain't going to you know, I'll turn the air conditioning on for you, brother. You oh, know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I was trying to help hey, us all. Chuck over there in that muscle suit. Extra small. I'm telling you, man. Look, as this, as this podcast grows, I'm gonna have a whole studio set up, Brad. We gonna sit this mug down and just go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was basing my decision on where I thought I could survive. And at that time, I was so I was a small dude. So I was like, you know what? My thing was always my hair. That was my gift of, of life to everybody. Was my hair. So that was that was a gift I gave to everybody. You can help how you want, but you know what I'm saying. I had the illest curling permit in, in the cities. You know what I'm saying. I own it. You know what I mean. I I, I, I kind of have a used second to follow opinion the on that. Used to the, follow the drip. I'm gonna tell you, man. And you you find I a rapper mine with was a flyer than yours. <laughs> you know that's that's the funny thing, George. You you. That's the funny thing, and but the funny thing is that he always has thought his was better. It's so weird, but it's that's another it topic on another day. And then, you know what I'm saying? And it's a couple inches longer too. Now, 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 unless you had tracks put in. Oh, but shit. you know what that, that would be you. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> See, this time. is this is what I mean. When you get your family together, boy, you can't you can't stay on something too low. But. My thing was, I was going to go to the army because all seriousness. But this, you got to figure, this is where my mind was at at 18. I was like, if I go to the army, I'm going to have to cut my hair off to go in any of these military things. If I go to the army, at least I'm going to come out that much swole. So I'm going to replace this hair with some swoleness and come out with some size. But that was the only thing I was thinking between the two. It wasn't nothing else about, because nobody gave me a benefit packet. Nobody told me what I was going to gain from it. It was really just trying to get out the hood. And especially at the time when I'm looking at I catch this stupid case right before all of this happens and I'm trying to find a way out and I get stuck in some nonsense. So now that nonsense has me stuck again because I can't even get into this now. So it was just more or less at that point, my mind went from what group should I join as far as Navy, Army and, and all that to what jail should I ask to get transferred to if I get sentenced for these three. But that's just how we were in that time in that environment. It was getting conditioned to it. You know what I'm saying? Because now you ask me now, if somebody's going to send me to jail, the, my least concern is which one you're sending me to. Shit, why am I going? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like yeah. at this point now. But back then, I was just like, you know what? You know, which which prison is, the, is has the most people in it that I know? You know what I mean? It's a terrible way to think, but at, at that time in our life, that's what we were seeing. That's what we were shown. Yeah. 
We've been through some stuff. You know, um, yesterday I went through Emerald Hills and uh, they had a block party and it was all white. It was all white. I've been hearing about that. Wow. I've been hearing about that. And that comes from what happened. Nobody owned nothing. The grandparents didn't hold it. None of the kids beneath them were in the position to own it. You know what I'm saying? And now who's buying up the block? And some of them kids just fucked it off. Let's keep it real. That That crack crack hit hard. No, no, no. Do a friend of mine told me a couple of months ago that he was like, man, he said the police presence up here is crazy. He said, and I'm starting to see people running and walking their dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't black folks. You know, it's like Lincoln Park too. Man, mm-hmm. Park, they buying that property. Man, we well, you knew. I always thought that they would come for the hills because of that view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always knew that that was going to be when they started all this movement. I said like, they ain't going to let that stay. The way it is with that view of San Diego, you know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. man. But see, these and these are the things I feel like. These are the lessons that we hope that our children are, are understanding and learning. But at the same time, do we really think that they're getting it and grasping it? I don't think it's even possible. I, I think that the way the world is set up, they're going to learn it. I hope faster than I did, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're going to learn it fast enough. And will they be behind? That part, man. Got to live life a little bit. Uh, you know, I got this saying, I can't live my life in yours, too. And speaking of what you and Chuck were, were saying earlier, it's like uh, my daughter came to me and said one thing. Yeah, Dad, you know, uh, I appreciate your, your words of wisdom and all that. But truth is, you got to let me live my life and take my lumps. And I, I thought about that you know what? You're absolutely right. The problem is your lumps always cost me some fucking money. That so point. When, when your lumps and life lessons don't cost me no money, do your thing. Bro, Chuck, how, how many times I don't see <laughs> that's And that's, I think that's one of the disconnects with parenting that people don't get. Is everybody's like, oh, you know, you have to let them grow. You have to let them make their mistakes. But the way we see it is until their mistakes are no longer costing us money. We have to try to keep them from making these mistakes because it cost us in the end. You know, I think a lot of stuff that I messed up, my mom didn't have to come out financially to help me. You know, so at one point she was just like, that's between you and whatever situation you got yourself in. Hey, <laughs> like, check this out. <laughs> my kids know you're going to get a lecture. Anybody. It could be a friend. that You ask me for money. It, you, you want my money? It comes with my mouth. That whole you're going to get this speech. That whole part, man. So if you don't want to hear my mouth, don't ask me for my money. <laughs> you can't say it no better than that. Yeah, because I'm like, why do you need it? And when am I going to get it back? That part. And that part. And that's the whole pushing them into the adulthood and trying to get them to make those moves. That's not going to cost you. You know what I mean? That's how I swear, dude, when I told my mom that he was getting was about to be born, and I looked at her because I'm thinking she's going to be disappointed. And her thing, the first thing she told me was, that's not my bill. That's not my financial obligation. That's you. So your mistake isn't costing me anything. You know what I'm saying? She's like, that's your bill. That's your mistake. That's what you got to deal with. She's like, I'm going to love my grandchild. I'm going to take care of my grandchild in a grandparent manner. But all that up front is you. And at that point, man, I was like, God, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, game is over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, life is over at this point. It's, a, it's pure adulthood. You were a single parent for the longest. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Man. You figure. You figure I've had this dude since he was a year and a half. He's 21 now. Yeah. Never had no aid. Never had a second parent. Never had child support. Never saw nothing. Hey, hey. And, and every time he fuck up, you, you, you think about all the money you spent versus nigga, <laughs> if I didn't have you, the shit I could have bought. Man, bro, <laughs> man, man, me and check boy. <laughs> See, uh, when you're a veteran in the game and you got kids that damn near 25, 30 years old, you know, you can't really put a, a number on top of their forehead and say, you know how much money I spent over the last. 20 plus years But at the end of the day You don't see a dollar sign You look at them Because it's all love But if you do add them numbers up Bruh Your ass could be sitting on something fat right now A house in Cali Maybe a retirement home in Florida You know what I mean And have both Mm -hmm. paid Have a yacht outside Have a dually Pulling uh, a boat You know what I mean Hey hey, I don't know Be on vacation in the Keys Right Hey I don't know how much mental uh, stress is worth But add that shit on what you said and then that's the thing I tried to explain to him when he hit. I was just like, "Look, all the sacrifices I've made, the office jobs, the nine to five, the rigor, all the stuff that I've done, this was not for me." You know what I'm saying? It was like this was not for me, brother. This was to make sure that you have the opportunities to be greater than me, to to build your own path, to set your own thing up. You know, and now that he's 21, like I told him, look. At this point, I'm not sitting in the parking lot delivering food anymore to pay all the bills around the house after I work a full job. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not doing it. Like I say, man, we we've known we've all known each other for a great number of years, and and you did good by him. I, you know, I applaud all the Thank things, you, the sacrifices that you made. Even remember, we used to drive by and see you walking down El Cajon Boulevard in a thong, and you, whatever <laughs> it took to put food in that dude's mouth, you you were willing to do. And, and I applaud you, know what, I applaud you for that. You know what though? But the thing is, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate George, man, because. Had George not picked me up and paid me for many of them nights, you know what I'm saying? So you did a lot of contributing to this too, brother. I appreciate you. Oh, and I, well, and I, especially, I especially appreciate you for handling me the way that you did. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so hey. so uh, uh, to the viewers, that, that that wasn't George. That was someone impersonating George. Because I swear I can't keep getting canceled. No, that was that was George with the fly perm back in the ash. <laughs> Shit, I had to cancel myself on Facebook. <laughs> no man But you know what though It's all love man This is the thing man I hope that our kids Can sit down with friends From 20 and 30 years past You know what I'm saying And, and chop it up And still be around And yeah. still have these conversations With each other And the thing I think is cool with Doing this whole podcast And including everybody on it The kids can go back 20 years later And be like This is what these cats Were talking about back then because a lot of stuff doesn't sink in, unfortunately, until we're gone. You say a lot of stuff that my mom said didn't really hit me hard until she was gone. And the game don't change. No. It don't. No. You know, just, just the players. Uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you something, though. We, we do. Uh, it's not all about shitting on these cats because they are, they, as, as, as the generations come, they get bigger, stronger, faster, mm-hmm. and smarter. And 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 they do things that we 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 never could do. They 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 are born being electronic whizzes and yeah, things man. like that. Um, 
So they ball harder. You you have more young millionaires than you have ever had in the history of the world. Yeah. The, these kids, but on the flip side, they're a little more treacherous. So it seems to me that whatever a kid chooses to do, they do. This generation does it hard. If they Dude. in the drugs, they doing hard, hard drugs. Bro. They partying hard. hard. If they if they want to be a millionaire and a business owner, they are doing the shit out of that. Yep. If they want to do music and stuff. We may say it sounds like garbage that it mm-hmm. is um but <laughs> yeah no they 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 do it hard they make more money at it than we ever could dream of the athletes yeah you know uh, uh, i'm 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 of a, a frame of mind that okay i'm not going to compare errors cuz we're never going to know anyways right other than 2k or whatever that stuff is right. but um the thing is the these players they i mean they shooting threes from damn near half court yeah and them old heads wasn't doing that nah dude you had those far in between cats that hit them you yeah. see hitting threes used to be something that was like oh wow and that was the yeah. norm if you can't hit a three it's like what's wrong with that dude exactly like, the the game has changed you know the the old the yesteryear couldn't play with today and today couldn't play with yesteryear because no. it's two different the game evolved i think preventally that's where we have the disconnect with our children because we had to do things a certain way, which to them is so archaic and old and hard. Like we're we're telling them that they're trying to take the easy way out when they're looking at us like this is the way. You know what I'm saying? This ain't yeah. the easy way. This is the way. You guys had no choice but to do it this way. Right. This is the way. It's not the easy way that we can just type something and it pops up. It's not the easy way that yeah. we can just hit hey. this and send that. Water always takes the path of least resistance. That part. And, and you know, when you really think about it, it's supposed to be easier for them. You you know, I mean, we had the Dewey Decimal System. They don't know what the fuck that shit is. <laughs> yeah, I'll you just Google it. That Google part, it. And they, they don't even have to fucking Google it. They just have to hold the phone up and right. ask the question. Dude, I just seen that app on uh, they're showing the app, and the person was talking about you have to read a book. Forget that. They took a picture of the page, and then the phone started reading the page off to them. And I'm like, what in the hell, dude? Like, like man, I, I actually, you know, you know I mean, mean, seeing that's that's the difference, man. I actually like reading the words, you know. You like looking at the pictures, but only the ones that you in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Only the ones that you in. There you go with that you bullshit. I'm just saying. <laughs> that, hey, okay, Aris, now tell me if I'm lying. Remember when he did that that men's holiday calendar and he was in the bathtub with the glitter and the unicorn hat? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still got that picture, brother. I see. Did they had this? The, the question best? is, why oh, do you have the picture? Because I loved it, man. I loved yeah. it. It, it, it captured him go. in his raw essence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of that water earlier, that's what you smell like raw essence. <laughs> oh, you can stick around. The podcast is oh, over. Man. But uh, you send him some deodorant for Christmas. <laughs> What we'll come first, Christmas or your birthday? <laughs> oh man, see this is and this is where the problems come from. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think that you know what I mean. This is if you just look at life as as a whole with this new generation of kids and just our kids in general, is trying to find that common ground with them and their understanding where they're coming from, but still giving them some of our knowledge that they can take with them. But them being receptive to it is the problem. It seems a lot like of pushback. As, as a father, I'm watching my son take the worst of what I do, and he throws it in my face. Or he does. He doesn't throw it in my face, but it's like I get to see it. I'm like, why don't you be better than me? Don't don't take the bad things I do, and then show them to me. Go forward. But see, and that's that question out of all of the life lessons that you've learned. 
which one would you want him to really understand and not go down the same path of? Make sure if you have some kids that you stay with them. Cheaper to keeper, huh? Yes. Yes. That Financially, point. it's expensive to do anything if you if you got But mentally is hell. Mental hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which it is mental is. stress. Yeah. It is tons of mental stress. It is. I mean, I'm telling you. I used to tell folks if I had another child, regardless of me and that woman would be together. Yes. Because running this whole race solo no. has has been a hell of a journey, bro. I would uh, I would tell my kid save your money, save, save, save. Uh, there's been a uh, more than a couple of times me and Arvis were talking in the in the barber shop, six one nine barber shop, greatest barbers in the world. Get the uh, get the, the get those really high quality cuts at, at, at a reasonable decent price right there on 30th Street between University and Lincoln. You did, yeah. But they are biased. If you get your barber's license off the internet, they will treat you funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm still trying to get he a just, seat. Clay just mad because he can't go get a haircut no more. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I'm not mad. To tell you the truth, because the price of gas seems you know hey, I'm leading yeah. them, them bigs, boy. Man, we good. Cold in that winter, don't he? <laughs> hey, for real, for real, man. But now you was going somewhere with your point before the commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you know when you get old and you forget your fucking thoughts like yeah. two seconds. That just happened. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you all the same questions, just on GP. I don't know. Oh no, I know what it was. Oh, it's I was that? saying no, no. Okay, my old, okay. my old. Uh, uh, I would tell my son that the lesson that I wish he could get it: save your money, don't buy dumb shit. Because there's been and where I was going was there's been many a time that me and Arvis have gone over our drinking bills from since when I met him. So he can add on a few, and then it, it was easily six figures. Cause we we used to drink every day. Remember them one dollar King Cobras, dollar twenty nine if you wanted the forty. But oh, every man. single day, you know, like when you them was the days when you can drink and drive. You had to be real fucked up to get a DUI. The police yeah. pull you over. They just pour your shit out. And yeah, way, way and what, back. What would we do? Go right to the, as soon as it's finished. Go right to the liquor store all day. So over the years, six figures. And so I would tell that boy, don't do that. Save your money on that on that. Drinking and shit. Sit, buy a house early. Mm-hmm. Get uh, get think get about commercial property. real estate as well. Yep. And and that's you know it would be a lot of financial advice I'd give him that we didn't. And it's funny that you say that because that's when he when he just started working. My son, and the first thing I told him outside of having his four hundred one k and all that with the job, I was we like, gonna take this money, brother, and go open you up a Roth account. He was like, what is a Roth? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, this is the stuff that I didn't know when I got my first job about having a Roth and a traditional IRA. And when you leave one job, you could cash your 401k. Don't cash it out. Roll it into an IRA and let it still sit. I right, knew nothing. Because they will tax the shit you know out of And it. what I did, I cashed out of two 401ks oh. and didn't have no idea because we didn't have that financial literacy. Right. And so now that's what I'm trying to pass down to him. Like, look, you put this money in the Roth right now. You keep putting chunks in it right now, dude. You'll be like, all right. Yeah. Uh, this is how a lot of cats live down the line. Because they had all this money in this Roth when they was young. And you pull it out tax-free when you need it. You you solid. You notice they don't teach compound interest in school? They sure don't. They don't. Nah. 
They, sure they don't, don't even really have econ classes anymore. Which is wild because when I was in school, and that's where I learned some of the stuff that I learned was, it was a class and it was straight called uh, oh, skill. No, no, it, at Patrick Henry, it was um, skills, um, skills for survival and living or something. OT arts was called home ec, home economics. Yeah, and then there they tried. Do they had us doing? Uh, you had to build a brand and price it and see how much it was per unit and all that. So all the stuff, I go in the store and I'm looking at stuff to see how much something is per unit. If I buy this and if I buy that, when it came from that, checkbooks, your banking account, credit cards. They taught all of this back in the day. And now you ask these kids, they're like, I have no idea what the hell that is. We we had cooking classes. And in our home, we we didn't get as deep financially. Well, we did in a different way. They had us pair up with somebody in the class. There was a girl and a boy and all that. And um, you, you guys had a budget. And you had to pay, you had to build your, like, hey, where are we going to live? We're going to rent a house, an apartment, because you're starting off, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your food bit, budget, and all of that. And, yeah. and you had to work that out. They taught you how to fill out a check, checkbooks, I, even though that's a lost art. But Yeah, but it was stuff that you, you learned, the skills that yeah. you needed, you know what I mean? And that's why you looked at it, just, you, you saw a picture of life and understood it. But we're also from that generation where our parents sent us to a store with the note saying we could buy cigarettes. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> Come right. back with the change. We knew the change. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's different, definitely. But those are some things that they do need to bring back. And they that's why I'm like, now I'm like, look, dude, let me teach you everything financially that I did not know. Because had I known back then that I could have rolled my 401k into an IRA, you know what I'm saying? These were jobs I had been at for seven and ten years. And I cashed it out, took the money, and dipped. I just paid the penalty. Yeah. You know, 27 years old, you're not thinking. Somebody tells you 50% uh, of 14000 and you in your 20s. You're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But had somebody told me, keep that whole 14 racks, put it in an IRA, you could just sit there. You know what I'm saying? I would have been like, cool, because I didn't know I had it over there in the first place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, sure, but... Right. So that's the biggest lesson that I'm hoping that he learns now is is that financial literacy. You were speaking on ownership of things and just trying to push him in that direction. But but like like I was speaking, the point I had made earlier, whatever they choose to do, these youngsters they are doing it to the fullest. Heck yeah, heck yeah. And I tell y'all now, I don't know when this is gonna come out, but I don't know how many of y'all is investing in what. But there's supposed to be a, a on Monday that Amazon split. And yeah, it's supposed to be like a three-way split on Amazon where shares are supposed to go down to possibly 150 a share. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's supposed to be on tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So just, just giving y'all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just just passing it all. Hey, you might want to cash in that 401k one more time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just once more. You, you know feel me, right? Let me get a couple of shares on this, man. So, okay, so now before we get up out of here, I don't know who cooks what and how y'all get down, but out of your kids, and if you still cook anything for your kids, if you get on the grill, what would be your kids' favorite thing that you get down with? If y'all still feed them or when you used to feed them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, on, on, <laughs> on the grill, it, it'd probably be the rib tips and ribs. Yeah, my kids like ribs. They like my ribs more than anybody else's. Are these pork ribs or beef ribs? Both. Both. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. I make some tender-ass beef ribs. Hey, let me tell y'all a quick funny story about some ribs. So, I got this cat. He married. He got three kids. We having a barbecue competition at the job one day. 
And mind you, he from Alabama. He ain't a West Coast dude like, you know, the most of the fellas I know. And uh, we said, hey, man, you, you want to get in? He's like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. So my homeboy go to Restaurant Depot and get a two-pack slab of ribs. And he hook it up for me. He buy me uh, my two. And we on base. This dude from Alabama, he slide up and get his from uh, the commissary. So he come back to the job. He look around. He's like, I'm pissed. I'm like, why? What's up, man? What's happening? He's like, man, I went to the commissary and uh, I bought my ribs. And it say spare on the side, but only got one rack in it. I'm going to say that wow. one more again, bro. He from <laughs> Alabama, wow. bro. He went and got a rack of ribs. <laughs> and was pissed oh, that only had one slab inside because right. it say spare on the outside. Damn. I got a two-pack from Restaurant Depot for the same <sighs> price he paid for that one rack of ribs. Right. So his nickname on the streets is One Rib, bro. He don't know no better. Wow. Real story. Oh, brother. And, and the quality of meat is so much better at Restaurant Depot. Say that part. Damn, brother. Now, I'm going to ask y'all the, 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 the three movies. Well, the five. I don't know how y'all feel about Color Purple. But Minister Society, Boys in the Hood, Juice, Paid in Full, or The Color Purple. You might be able to relate to that movie. But which out of those movies do you relate the most to? And then George, for you, we, we can just stay on the straight path because I know you got that alternative movie thing that you like to do with the booth in Spring Valley. But we're going to stay on these <laughs> ones right here. You'll see. He's going to stay on this, hey, this path right here, brother. Put me on blast. That's how I, I used to work I there. That's how I seen him coming in. in Fantasyland? Yeah, yeah. Oh, George shoot. used to come in there. Hey, you know hey, she was going to hand on you know with, 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 with. Hey, Clay, why are you just stuck together? <laughs> I just had to run George out of that booth, oh, man. You got to go, brother. Yeah, man, we remember everybody used to go to TJ back in the days, and Clay he was a star of the donkey show. Hey, man, I still got that donkey, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, hey, whatever you had to do to get back across, oh, man. Yeah, Shrek. <laughs> I often wondered if Eddie Murphy had been to TJ, and that's where that character came from. Oh, shit. You helped know, say You were his inspiration. <laughs> oh, I said, so out of those movies, which ones relate to you? Which one relates the most to you? I, growing, I grew up exactly like Minister Society. However, uh, uh, piggybacking on Chuck, is Boys in the Hood probably had the, the, the better life lessons. Okay. But, but my reality... Was, I didn't have yeah because I didn't have a father like Trey and mm-hmm. and those those positive role models. So yeah, I, I second that with you, man. I grew up with the ways of menace, but boys in the hood had the message. But life was menace. Where you at, Arvis? I think boys in the hood. And then you know the wood was kind oh. of oh okay okay. Wood, you know, yeah, I think at, at different times of my life, every movie kind of made a lot of sense. It did, right? I can see myself in every part of it. Okay. Okay. Nah, that thing, yeah, The Woods was a good one. The Woods was a good movie. Yeah. That's like Clay. He had a movie called The Wood. Him and that other dude. You. <laughs> that, that, that was oh, you. No. You know what I'm saying? This Not dude, I. He, he don't ever want to take credit for nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if y'all look, man, if you look at the one scene and see that back left shoulder, oh, that's George, man. man. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's George. You know what I'm saying? Man, we used to run around playing BB Bridges. And uh, Clay found out it wasn't about panties and draws, and he didn't want to play no more. 
You know, which is which is funny, bro, because I, I never even knew what the hell that game was. I don't think I ever played it. I don't yeah, even know what B bitches is. Yeah, you say oh, any word. You you uh you say a word with the letter B. Yeah, and then they beat your ass till you say BB bridges. Really? And if enough cats caught you, you would never be able to you say that shit. Really? Get out of here, man! Get. I never knew what that game was, bro. And that's it, strawberry. What is that? That's the same game. Oh, anything with those letters in it. Yeah. Oh damn! Really? We used to play Snatch Pops. Y'all play that? Somebody oh. eating some, you just slap it the yeah. fuck out their hand. Oh Bam! man, that was uh, that just started fighting in, in school. That was called suspension. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was called <laughs> somebody would get took wolf. off on, bro. I remember being in the hallways though, holding on to your stuff real tight. Yeah. And you always had that one cat that everybody would let be. And he just be holding this stuff like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ain't going to do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? And hold it open hand and be like, who's going to do it? Everybody just be like, I ain't messing with that fool. You know what I'm saying? But, but the man next to the man, that guy. We were different kids, it. though, gambling in the bathroom during passing yeah. periods, just shaking On dice. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And even our generation, it went back to elementary school playing quarters. and, and yeah, Man, pitching and pennies, Pitching pennies. And, Dude, yeah, so, man, I about to set the Jordans. The next day from gambling in the bathroom yeah, in high damn. school. You know what I'm saying? We were some badass <laughs> little day, fuckers. Bro. So think about it, though. In our time, we could go to the park and play Smear the Queer. Yeah, you, know you can't saying? even say that word now. No, you know no. what I mean? Now it's like, that's, that's a crime. You yelling about doing some kind of hate crime. Hey, you know the niggas, hey these like, niggas are smart, though. They, they be like, no, your honor, we were being inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, hold on. Let me, let's, let's read back. Let's be- <laughs> It's so bad, man. I'm gonna ask y'all, man. So, so two more, two more. Your favorite drink at the end of the day? Oh man, uh, yeah. for me it's apple juice, man. <laughs> All right. I like All apple right. juice. Pussy juice, <laughs> sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus. What the fuck? It's sweet a hard Jesus, day's work. Me. I deserve a little something extra. Sweet Jesus, you never know. You about to you, get you this don't. bonus? You don't. You know what I'm saying? You don't, man. You, you just, you know, there's always one in every group. You know what I'm saying? One of these kids doing his own thing. One of these kids is not the same. We're gonna see where this goes, and Lord only knows how this will work. Oh God, loyalty or respect. But respect, loyalty comes. I tend to agree. So it's the same word. Chuck said it best earlier. I mean, I don't remember the shit, but whatever he said, that was 100% correct. Over <laughs> <laughs> respect, loyalty comes. Because if I don't respect you, I won't mess with you. That part. I won't mess with you at all. I'll just go the other way. That part. Oh, yeah, man. But, but to add a little, you know, extra two cents on it, that is, it takes time for somebody to earn your respect, and you got to be a two way street. And if they earn yours, you got to give it back to them. If you see them for somebody to stand up, and they're gonna ha- hold you down on 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 a real on a day to day basis. So for me personally, like Arv said and George said, and we all can agree at this table, you know, if you're gonna be loyal to somebody, you got to respect them. If they respect you, you got to give it back. You know what I mean? Exactly. I dated. I once dated a pair of twins named Respect and Loyalty. 
Respect went to college and wouldn't fuck with me because I wasn't her type. But loyalty, ooh, I met that bitch in the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, loyalty. <laughs> she wasn't very loyal, though. She left me for a younger dude. <laughs> Lord help us all, man. On that note, you <laughs> see. We are going to get out of here, man. Happy Father's Day to my brothers right here. Happy Father's man, Day, love. man. Respect to y'all cats, man. Thank y'all no for coming autographs. through. No autographs. This has been fun, man. Appreciate y'all. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>